0: Welcome, Scouts and Scouters, to a brand new episode of the Scout and God Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb, and today we're setting off on an exciting adventure as we delve into the world of the Hiking Merit Badge. Lace up your boots, grab your backpack, and join me as we explore the great outdoors together. In this episode, we'll embark on a virtual hike through the pages of the Hiking Merit Badge book. Throughout our journey, we'll discover the essential skills, knowledge, and techniques needed to earn the Hiking Merit Badge. From planning a hike, to navigating trails, from understanding the principles of Leave No Trace, to preparing for emergencies, we'll cover it all. So, whether you're an aspiring hiker looking to earn your merit badge, or simply an outdoor enthusiast eager to learn more about the exciting pursuit, this episode is for you. Are you ready to step in the world of hiking? Are you prepared to tackle a new challenge and we embrace the wonders of nature? Then let's hit the trail together and begin our exploration of the hiking mare patch. Here are the requirements for the hiking mare patch. Requirement one says, show that you know first aid for injuries or illnesses that could occur while hiking, including hypothermia, heat stroke, heat exhaustion, Frostbite dehydration, sunburn, sprained ankle, insect stings, tick bites, snake bite, blisters, hyperventilation, and altitude sickness. 2. Explain and and where possible show the points of good hiking practices, including the principles of leave no trace, hiking, safety in the daytime and at night, courtesy to others, choice of footwear, and proper care of feet and footwear. 3. Explain how hiking is an aerobatic activity. Develop a plan for conditioning yourself for a 10-mile hikes and describe how you will increase your fitness for longer hikes. 4. Make a written plan for a 10-mile hike, including map groups, a clothing and equipment list, and all the list of items for a trail lunch. 5. Take 5 hikes, each on a different day, and each of 10 consecutive miles. Prepare a hike plan for each hike. Take a hike of 20 consecutive miles in one day following a hike you have prepared. 7. After each of the hikes or during a hike if one continues track. In requirements 5 and 6, write a short report of your experience. Give dates and descriptions of routes covered, the wind, the weather, and any interesting things that you saw. Share the report with your merit Bad counselor. Just a side note that the hikes in requirement 5 and 6 can be used in fulfilling 2nd class 2a and 1st class 3 rank requirements, but only if hiking merit badge requirements 1, 2, 3, and 4 have been completed to the satisfaction of your counselor. The hikes of requirements 5 and 6 cannot, cannot be used to fulfill requirements of other merit badges. Hiking Now and Then Have you ever wanted to roam all day through forests, fields, climb a high hill, and look for far across the land? Maybe you want to explore busy city streets, dusty farm roads, and beaches. Perhaps you are eager to see what's going around the next corner and beyond the distant horizon. If so, hiking is for you. Hiking is also a terrific way to keep your body and mind in top shape both now and for a lifetime. Walking packs power into your legs and make your heart and lungs healthy and strong. Exploring the outdoor challenges, you with discoveries and new ideas. Your senses will improve as you use your eyes and ears to gather information along the way lastly hiking brings you closer to the earth as miles roll beneath your feet you will sense the lay of the land hills tumbling into valleys parries parries following towards the mountains rivers bending into shapes of cities and towns earning the hiking merit badge will prepare you for an exciting journey hikes of 10 and 20 miles will give you the experience and confidence to enjoy hiking as a lifetime hobby a short history of hiking hiking has always been a part of the human experience When the first settlers arrived in North America, they were on foot, probably walking across the Bering landmass or on floats of ice from Asia to what is now Alaska. Their descendants made their way to every corner of the continent, one footstep at a time. They knew that going on foot would be the only way that many of them could get from place to place. They went that far and wide, sometimes crossing large portions of what would become the United States. By the 1800s, railroad ships and stage code lines began to offer American ways to travel with little physical effort. Even though hiking was no longer necessary, many people chose to keep walking anyway. Some wanted the exercise and fresh air. Others enjoyed the luxury places or the scenery. Many found hiking relaxing. Hiking for fun took off in a big way in the late 1800s and early 1900s. Hiking clubs encouraged people to get out and walk. Long-distance hikers made their way from the Atlantic Ocean to the Pacific Ocean. Construction from the Alpacian Trail and Pacific Crest Trail, Continental Divide Trail, and the hundreds of other routes provided by the public with pathways to walk on for a day, for a week, or even months at a time. While hiking, clothes, and gear have changed with the times, what has not changed is the joy of hiking. It is still as simple as lacing up your shoes and taking off under your own power. Since the Boy Scouts of America began in 1910, scouts have known the freedom and rewards of setting out on a long trail, down a quiet country road, or across a bustling urban landscape. Now it's your turn to do that too. Get ready. The adventures of hiking awaits you. All you have to do is take the first step. Kinds of Hiking Where do you want to go? What do you want to see? Hiking opportunities are all around you, in cities, on back roads, across deserts and tundra, on trails, and where there are no pathways at all. Each kind of hiking has its own challenges and delights. Urban Hiking Of all scouting adventures, city hikes can be among the most interesting and easiest to plan. Set a course that will take you through parts of town that you would like to see, or to a zoo, an exhibit, a museum, or a historical site. There may be a fair, a cultural celebration, or other civic activity you can attend. Many metropolitan areas have parks, abortions, and green belts that are made for wandering on foot. You might also be able to plan a route that takes advantage of public transportation. The principles of leave no trace apply to the city just as they do in other areas. Leave a good impression wherever you go. Great people along the way. If you are hiking with a dog, keep your pet on a leash and pick up and properly dispose of pet waste. Obey traffic signals, lend a hand whenever you can. Prepare for urban hiking as carefully as you would for a backcountry journey. Review your trip plan with your scout leaders and parents or guardians. Pack rain gear and extra clothing if there is a chance. The weather will change and take along food and water. Carry a cell phone or enough coins to make several telephone calls too. And money for a bus, subway, or taxi if you discover you might get home quickly. Backroads Hiking America's quiet backroads can offer miles of wonderful hiking. They may lead through farm fields, hug riverbanks, drift along in a steady forest, or head out into open prairie. Whenever you hike on a road, a few simple precautions will keep you safe. Walk single file on the left shoulder so that you can see oncoming traffic. Wear lightly colored and reflective clothing to help drivers notice you. Even better or bright orange vests, each as those worn by highway workers and hunters. Be ready, if necessary, to step onto the shoulder of the road to give vehicles plenty of room. When you want to cross a road, line up alongside one another and have everyone cross at the same time. Snow hiking. A winter hike can be a terrific way to enjoy cold weather adventures. Anticipate the conditions you are likely to encounter. Select routes with obvious landmarks and plan well. Remember that territory familiar in the summer can look very different when it is blanketed with snow. A map and compass or GPS receiver may come in handy for helping you stay on course. Sunglasses are important for snow hikers, especially on clear hazy days, to protect your eyes from the glare. Leather boots have been treated to repel water, can keep your feet dry and warm, and gaiters will prevent snow from getting into your boots. You might even need snowshoes to travel through the deep snow. Choose clothing that is appropriate for the season. Take along high-energy food to power you through the day, and drink plenty of fluids to prevent dehydration. Oh, and don't forget the sunscreen. To travel across snow that is too deep and soft for support your weight, You may need snowshoes or cross-country skis. If you are on foot, try to avoid established trails used by cross-country skiers and snowshoers. Deep footprints pushed into the snow can make it more difficult for those on snowshoes or skis to fully enjoy their sport. Tundra hiking. Hike high enough in mountain regions and you will reach an elevation where conditions are too harsh for forests to survive. The territory above this tree line is called alpine Tundra. A tundra hike you can take you up to among the summits and surround you with tremendous scenery. Alpine tundra is a magnificent and fragile landscape that requires the utmost efforts to cause it no harm. Growing seasons are usually quite short and plants are easily damaged if people walk on them. The weight of a hiker may compress the soil, leaving it difficult for roots to penetrate. Protect tundra by staying on trails whenever possible. Desert hiking. Hiking across arid countries will bring you close to remarkable vegetation, wildlife, and land formations. Carry lots of drinking water, at least two quarts per person, and more if the day might be hot. A broad-brimmed hat for warm weather will, use will shade your head, and light leather clothing will can keep you cool. Consider doing desert hiking in the early morning and evening. Spend the hottest part of the day relaxing in the shade. Desert vegetation can be as fragile as it is interesting. Stay on trails so that you do not trample small plants or compact the soil around them. Be on the lookout for lizards, snakes, and other desert creatures. Step lightly, observe from a safe distance, and enjoy your encounters with them. Flash flooding is a potential danger for hikers in arid country. If your route becomes blocked by rushing water, wait until the stream returns to safe levels before attempting to cross. Cross-country hiking. Cross-country hikes invites you to escape everything made by humans, trails included. You might cross a river or a lake or a beach or the crest of a hill, or your way might be determined by a series of compass readings and a map to keep your bearings. Staying with your group is important when hiking cross-country, as it Is for other outdoor adventures. You can share all the fun and be there if anyone needs your help. Night hiking. Hiking during daylight hours is usually the best way to go. You can see where you are headed and others, especially motorists, can easily see you. There may be times, however, when you are delayed and need to complete a journey in the dark. Use extra care to stay on your route and keep members of your group together. Trail Hiking Scouts do much more of the hiking on trails. They may choose pathways leading deep into the backcountry or shorter routes connecting points of interest in a scout camp or a city. A trail can lead to a mountain top, a lake, a neighborhood, a park, or a prairie. Trails are opportunities if everyone stays on the pathway, vegetations on either side will not be trampled. And erosions is less likely to occur. By contrast, hikers going cross-country may spread out to avoid creating unwanted trails. Trails often have structures that help travelers stay safe. Retaining walls made up of rocks or logs strengthen the sides of the trails. Water bars set across the across the tread divert water from the pathway before it can cause erosion. Bridges constructed of lumber or logs carry trails over streams and gorges. Staircases of wood or stone can ease step accents culverts channel water from rain springs and melting snow under the tread trail corridors and switchbacks every pathway passes through a trail corridor the space located clear to branches and vegetation above it to each side of the tread the corridor gives trail users room to pass with ease a trail shared with horseback riders will have a higher and wider corridor than will a simple foot pathway Becoming water from rainstorms and melting snow can rush down a pathway and transform it into a gully. Trails climbing a steep hill or mountain may zigzag at a gentle grade that is easy on the land and on you. These terms are called switchbacks. Stay on the pathway and always go completely around a switchback. Don't take shortcuts from an upper leg of the trail to a lower leg. Cutting across switchbacks can cause... Vi- vegetation, and soil loosen soil. Before long, water from rainstorms or melting snow can gouge into a trench and ruin the switchback, exposing the hillside to further erosion. As you hike a trail, try to figure out why it was built where it is. Perhaps it swings around the edge of a meadow, rather than leaving a scar through the middle of the clearing. It might stay back from a lakeshore to help protect fragile vegetation and nesting grounds. Take a good look at trail structures, foot bridges, retaining walls, drainage devices, etc. Try to determine how they were constructed and the roles that they play. Many scout units adopt pathways and take responsibility for seeking that trails are kept in good shape. Trail maintenance service projects include cutting back brush, preparing tread, cleaning out drain structures, and restoring areas damaged by erosion. Trip plans. A trip plan prepares you for the challenges of a hike, a campout, or any other outdoor activity. Write down the five W's of a trip plan. Where are you going? Decide on a route to your destination and back. For back Country tips include a copy of a map with you route marked by a pencil. When will you return? If you are not back by reasonably close to the time on your trip plan, scout leaders and family members can take steps to locate you and, if necessary, provide assistance. Who is take hiking with you? List the names of your partners if you need a ride to or from a trail. Write down who will do the driving. Why are you going? Take to fish a lake climb a peak, explore a new area, write sentence or two about the purpose of your journey. What are you taking? Always carry the outdoor essentials if you are camping out. You may need additional food, gear, and shelter. Here is an example of a trip plan that Josh Haynes made. Date and time of the departure. Saturday, june nineteenth, at eight AM Destination, Low Cross Grove. Route going, Route ten, to Billgrass Hill, then on Forrester's Trail to the Low Cross Grove. Route and returning By way of flat rock Creek across Lurin's farm to Route 10. Distance going, six miles. Distance returning, four and a half miles. Buddies who's going with me, Wayne Jones. Purpose of this hike, to take pictures of birds in Lois Grove and do some fishing. Permissions needed, from Mr. Larson to carry his farm and to get fresh water. Source of drinking water, taking water bottles full from home, planning to refill at Larson's farm. Equipment needed, camera and film, first aid kit, flashlight, water bottle, field glasses, insect repellent, notebook and pencil, fishing tackle, map and compass, pocket knife, matches, fire starters, sunscreen, sunglasses, clothing needed, summer scout uniform, sweater, rain gear, extra pair of socks, brand- barred trimmed hat. Hike menu. Sandwiches. Chocolate drink. Apples. Candy bar. Estimated time of return. 4.30 p.m. Be sure to leave two copies of your trip plan with at least two responsible adults. Leave No Trace Hiking. Carry for the environment is an important responsibility of every hiker. The principles of Leave No Trace can help you live up to the responsibility and enjoy the outdoors fully by knowing that you are respecting the environment. Leave No Trace Principles. As you and your group plan a hike, ask yourself how you can follow each of the principles of Leave No Trace. Plan ahead and prepare. When planning your hike, contact the land managers of the area you plan to visit or the Leave No Trace Center for Outdoor Ethics. See the resources section for contact information. Explain your desired route and ask how you can best implement the Leave No Trace. Here are some additional guidelines to remember. Know the regulations and special concerns for the area you will visit. Prepare for extreme weather hazards and emergencies. Schedule your trip to avoid times of high use. When the backcountry is in small groups, no longer than parties of four to six hikers. Travel on durable surfaces. Stay on existing pathways to help protect the surroundings, landscapes from being trampled, eroded, and compact. In popular areas, hike on durable surfaces such as established trails, rocks, gravel, dry grasses, and snow. Protect shoreline vegetation. Walk single file in the middle of the trail, even if it is wet or muddy. Conduct activities in areas where vegetation is absent. Dispose of waste properly. Remember, this solid guideline. Pack it in, pack it out. Make it easier on yourself by limiting the amount of potential trash you take. Especially important is the disposal of human waste. Use toilet facilities whenever possible. Otherwise, urinate away from trails, camps, and other gathering places. Choose rocks or bare ground. Animals may strip vegetation in order to consume the... Salts left by concentrations of urine. Pack out solid waste or use a cat hole. Check with the land agency for the area you will visit to find out the preferred method. To dig a cat hole, choose a remote spot at least 200 feet from camps, trails, water, and dry gullies. With a trowel, dig a hole 6 to 8 inches deep in the topsoil. Take care of business. Recover the hole and digest the site with leaves or other ground cover. Organic material on the topsoil will slowly break down the waste, making it harmless. Leave what you find. A cluster of flowers besides an alpine trail. Bricks from a historic homestead. A bird's nest on a low... Bush. Every hike will bring it with a new discovery to see and enjoy. Here are some reasons why you should leave what you find. Future hikers will have the excitement of discovering for themselves and what you have found. Plant and wildlife environments will not be harmed. Leave rocks and other natural objects where you find them. Avoid introducing or transporting native non native species, archaeological culture, and historic structures and artifacts. Preserve a record of America's past. Some are scared to American Indians and other Native Americans. Observe, but do not touch or take. Minimize Campfire Impacts Most hikers are prepared to spend a day outdoors without needing a campfire. If you do expect to cook or get warm, plan ahead with options that do not depend on kindling a blaze. In any case, it is wise to know when a campfire can be lit and when a fire could scar the land. In many areas, fires are discouraged, prohibited, or allowed by permit only. If you must make a campfire, use established fire rings, fire pans, or mud mounted fires. Keep fire small. Use only sticks from the ground that can be broken by hand. Burn all wood and coals to ash. Make sure the ashes are cold, out, cold to the touch. Then scatter the cool ashes. Respect wildlife. Sharing the outdoors with wildlife is one of the great pleasures of hiking. Respect wildlife by always traveling quietly and observing animals from afar. You are too close if your actions cause the animal to change its activities. Always avoid wildlife when they are mating, nesting, raising young, and during other sensitive times. Be considerate of other visitors. Expanding courtesy to other outdoor visitors is a natural habit of hikers. Speak softly and respect other desire for quiet and solitude. Leave radios and electronic devices at home. If you carry a mobile telephone for emergency communication, turn it off and stow it in your pack until you need it. Appreciate the company of those you meet on the trail and campsites near yours. Observe proper trail etiquette. If you encounter horseback riders or pack animals, stop and ask the lead rider what you should do. The lead rider will probably ask you to step a few paces downhill from the trail and stand quietly while the animals pass. If you encounter other hikers or backpackers going uphill when you are going downhill, give them the right of way. Step aside on a rock or log to minimize your impact and watch your footing when you step below the trail. Get set. Setting off on a hike without properly preparing can have disastrous results. Make sure you are ready from your physical condition to the best gear for the trip. Conditioning. To enjoy hiking to the fullest, you will want to be in good shape. This is why requirement 3 calls for developing a plan for conditioning yourself. Begin with shorter trips, increasing the length of your journeys as you become more fit. A good way to prepare for scout hikes is to walk whenever you can rather than riding in a car or relying on public transit. Aerobatic activities. The word aerobatic means with oxygen. Aerobatic activities increase the rates of your breathing and your heartbeat and push your body to use oxygen more efficiently. Aerobatic training can strengthen your circulatory and respiratory systems and mass to muscle bones burn excess fat, and lead to improvements in overall fitness. For aerobatic activities to be more effective, you must take part in them for half an hour or more at least three times a week, maintaining enough intensity to break a light sweat. Swimming might appear to be unrelated to hiking, but it will help you keep in shape for future hikes. Hiking is one of many aerobatic activities you can use to stay healthy and fit. Other activities include bikes, bicy- bicycling, snowboarding, jogging, and swimming. Soccer, basketball, tennis, and other sports involving constant motion can have a role in aerobatic training, too. The success of aerobatic conditioning lies not in so much the mix of activities you choose, but rather in enjoying them regularly and pushing yourself each time to achieve a little bit more footwear and foot care. Almost any shoes will do for sort of walks on easy terrain. Lightweight boots for upper made of nylon or other tough fabric are fine for most hiking and in good weather. Avoid heavy boots. Leather boots will give your feet and ankles added protection and support and will keep snow and rain from soaking into your socks. Boots are made from mountaineering or serious winter. Use are probably more than you will need for everyday hikes. Whether shoes or boots you choose, they must fit well. Your heels should not slip much when you walk, and your toes should have a little wiggle room. Break in the new boots before you use them on a long hike. Wear them around that home whenever you can, and then walk on walks of increasing length. Your feet seem to slow and adapt in new boots. Wear them with socks and thinner or thicker than you usually use. See if that works. Cleaning for shoes and boots. Clean your footwear after a hike, especially if they have become caked with mud. You can use a brush to remove dry dirt or wash the uppers with a warm water and cloth. Allow wet boots and shoes to dry at room temperature. Too much heat can melt nylon and cause leather to harden, so do not put your boots too close to a heat source. Treat leather with boot dressings containing beeswax, silicone, natural oils or other protective ingredients that keeps it flexible and water repellent. Warm leather absorbs dressing well, setting your boots or shoes in the sun for an hour. Then rub the dressing into the leather with a clean cloth or your fingers. Socks. Socks cushion your feet and help them dry. The protect. To protect feet against blisters by reducing the friction between your skin and your footwear, carry an extra pair or two of socks on your hikes. Changing into clean, dry socks during the day will refreshen your feet. Tie damp socks on the outside of your pack to dry. Clothing for hiking. Dress for the outdoors by wearing layers so that you can adjust your clothing to meet changes in weather conditions. Hiking gear. Take the outdoor essentials with you on every outdoor adventure. The items on the list may help you avoid emergencies, and they can make a pleasant hike even better. At least one person in each hiking group should carry a watch so that you can pace your travels, stick to your trip plan, and return home when you expect it. Pack. A fanny pack or day pack will hold everything you need during your hike. If you use a small pack to carry your books to school, it will probably be fine for hiking too. Sticks and trekking poles. Pictures of early scouts often show them walking with hiking sticks. You may want to try one too. A hiking stick can add rhythm and balance to your stride, using it to measure in a depth of stream to help maintain a better balance. A hiking stick can be as simple as a dead branch found on a trailside and used for just a mile or two, or select a straight piece of ash, oak, or hickory to take all the your hikings, whittle your name into it if you want, and cut a notch every 10 miles you take. A pair of trekking poles has the effect of putting hiking sticks in each one of your hands. They are great aid to bounce, especially over rough ground, on snow, or when you are tired. If you no longer need them during a hike, trekking poles that telescope can be reduced to size that can be strapped neatly to the outside of your pack. Food and water, Viking Bird's energy, keep your body well fueled by having a nutritious breakfast before a hike and then carrying food that will provide the calories you need throughout the day. You may want to take a bag of trail food to nibble on while you walk. Granola is the choice of many hikers. So is gorp, good old raisins and peanuts. Apple, oranges, carrots, and bananas are also fine snacks, too. A solid lunch will see you through the middle of the day. Sandwiches, fruit, carrots, nuts, and raisins are all tasty instead of sandwiches. You might try crackers with cheese or peanut butter. Water is even more important to a hiker than food. Fill at least one water bottle before you start out and sip from it often. In hot water, you may need to carry several water containers. Treat any water taken from streams, lakes, or springs before you drink it. Go. As part of requirement four, you have chosen a good route and picked out your outdoor essentials. You and your hiking buddies have shared your trip plan with your parents or guardians and with your scout leader. You have thought about how you will apply the principles of the Leave No Trace. It is time to hit the trail. 10-mile hikes. Set an easy pace for your first 10-mile hike. Hike at the pace of your slowest companion so your group stays together. Rest when you get tired, eat when you are hungry, and drink water frequently to stay hydrated. Soon you will know what it feels like to hike for much of a day. Whether you are on a mountain path or walking through a city park, there will be plenty to see. Watch the land around you for interesting scenery and signs of wildlife. If you are using a map, check it often to discover how far you have come and where you are going. Keep an eye on the sky, too. The shapes and motions of clouds can warn you of changes in the weather. For requirement seven, write a report of your hike when you get home. Do it while the adventure is fresh in your mind, then start planning your next adventure. Your hiking record can be as simple as a notebook for writing the highlights of each journey. Where did you go? What, di- what did you take? Who went with you? What did you do? What did you see and hear? How might you prepare differently for your next hike? Include a copy of your trip plan and, and if you wish, photographs, drawings, and maps. As you complete these hikes required for the Hiking Merit Badge, think about what you might want to include in your hiking record. It can serve as a source of information for the reports you present to your Merit Badge counselor. Later on, it will become a Christ's Head reminder of the great adventures you had while hiking. 20 Mile Hike 20 miles is a long way, but with a 10, five 10 miles hikes behind you, you will probably be ready. Plan your 20-mile hike carefully. It is wise to mark on a map any places you can cut up your trip short. If weather, weariness, or injury surprise you along the way, where will you be able to find telephones, arrange ranger station, roads? Have a good breakfast and get an early start so that you can finish your hike before dark. Carry extra socks so that you can change into the day. Pack plenty of high-energy foods for lunch, trail snacks, and perhaps a few extra sandwiches for late in the afternoon. Be sure to plan for an adequate water supply for the trail. Set out on every hike with the right attitude. Enjoy your time on the trail. Get to know most you, about most of what you can about every opportunity to explore the outdoors. There is no better adventure in scouting than hanging out with your friends to discover the freedom of the open trail. Hiking Courtesy. Hiking should be a friendly activity. Your adventures bring you in contact with other hikers while people living and working alongside the routes you can choose. Greet people when you meet with the Cheerful hello and set to the side of the trail so that they can pass. Horses and mules may be spooked by hikers. If you meet people on horseback, stop where you are and ask the lead rider what to do. You may need to step a few paces down hill and stand quietly while the animals pass. Hikers may also share a trail with bicyclists. Step to the side of the pathway and give them room to pedal by. Hiking courtesy includes the right way you treat others in your group. Walk at a pace that is comfortable for the slowest hiker. No one likes to be left "'Behind or shut out of fun. "'Travel single file on most trails, "'leaving some space between you and the Scott ahead of you. "'You can see where you are going "'and when you will not return him if he suddenly stops.' Finally, take whatever comes your way as an opportunity for a new adventure, and share your excitement with those around you. And that wraps up our adventure through the hiking merit badge on this episode of the Scouting God podcast. We've covered a lot of ground, learning valuable skills and gained a deeper appreciation for the art of hiking. But fear not, fellow scouts. Our journey doesn't end here. There's still so much more to explore in the world of hiking and in the hiking merit badge. Join me next week as we continue our exploration and dive deeper into the fascinating topics and challenges that lies ahead. So make sure to mark your calendars and join us next Sunday at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time for another exciting episode of the Scout and God podcast. Together, we'll continue our mission to empower, educate, and inspire scouts on their quest for knowledge and personal growth. Remember, the trail is long and full of wonders. Keep your passions for hiking burning bright, and let the lessons learned from the hiking merit badge guide you on many unforgettable journeys. Until next time, scouts, stay curious, stay adventurous, and always embrace the spirit of scouting. Thank you for tuning in to the Scouting God podcast. I'm your host, Caleb, and I can't wait to embark on our next expedition with you. Until then, happy hiking!